Uh, friends, uh, let me pray for us. Uh, Heavenly Father, we do want to thank you for your grace and mercy in the Lord Jesus. Father, as we uh, talk about parenting, as we talk about being children, uh, Father, we pray that you might just give us grace to have an understanding of your model of uh, relationships. And Father, where be, we pray that you'll give us a spirit of repentance and that you'll give us a spirit of prayer for our own personal feelings. And we do pray these things for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Well, oh, the joys of being a parent. Uh, there are the uh, highs that include the snuggles and the uh, belly laughs and the uh, memories you know that you'll cherish forever, like little uh, Hazel Jane here. Isn't she beautiful? Doesn't she look like her grandfather? Yeah. <laughs> and then there are the lows and the moments when you think, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. And sometimes those uh, tiny little uh, humans are your best friends, and sometimes you'd swear they need exorcism, you know. Uh, folks, no matter where you are in your parenting journey right now, I want to say the best advice is in the scriptures. Some of you might be thinking, hey, you know, I'm past this. But if you are, then you are probably uh, grandparents. And even as grandparents, uh, you can be an encouragement to your children who are raising uh, their kids. I'd like to uh, read you a letter that was passed on to me some time ago. And the letter heads, I read a criminal. Uh, it's a true story of a, human, of, a, of a heartbroken mother. We loved him... But his father was too busy to be with him when he was young. I couldn't bring myself to punish him for his misbehaviour. We sided against his teachers when they complained about his work and conduct at the school. As he grew up, he would hardly discuss the time of day with us. He was expelled from school. We gave him money so he wouldn't steal again. I wept when the police called, I had to turn my boy over to them. And as I watched them search him, my life seemed to end. My friends, a, a true story, and I, and I would imagine that letter could be for thousands and thousands of parents today. If we want a different scenario, we need to look at the Word of, word of God. Last week we looked at uh, the, that basic uh, challenge that we are to, to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And submission is voluntarily coming under God's order, God's ruling. And it applies to three relationships that Paul picks up. Wives are to submit to their husbands, to voluntarily come under their husbands. And husbands are to care, to love their wives. How? as Christ loved the church. Children are to submit to their parents. Now, their parents are not to exasperate their kids, but bring them up in the training of the Lord. And slaves or workers, uh, they are to submit to their bosses. And their bosses are not to uh, threaten, but to uh, treat them with respect and fairness. Folks, we're going to just be looking especially at the responsibility of children and parents. So firstly, children. Where are your children? Put your hands up. We've got children in the back. We're all children, aren't we? To a degree, aren't we? 
So it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honour your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on the earth. And so we see the command, and the command is to obey our parents in the Lord. Now you see, parents are given the authority to lead from the Lord. Parents have been given that designated headship under the Lord's headship. And again, we see that God is a God of order. He is a God of order. You know, some families are a little bit like that classroom. Uh, where you would walk in and you'd think, there is no order here. It's completely disordered. There's no leadership here. Absolute chaos. God's order is for children to obey their parents. And you know what? When children obey their parents, they are obeying God. When children are honouring their parents, they are honouring God. The Bible doesn't say, parents, obey your children. (laughs) Because it will bring peace. It will make them happy. But you know what? The truth of the matter is, in some families, children are ruling the roost. The Word of God. Children, obey your parents. Parents are in the place of God. They are to care, they are to nurture, they are to love their kids, raise them up. But with this command, there is a great blessing here. So that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on the earth. Uh, Paul is saying we will all be spared a lot of trouble because we will escape a lot of sin and, and the consequences of sin if we obey our parents. Some of those consequences can sometimes threaten or shorten our lives. In fact, I want to say, I've done enough for young people's funerals. And it's it's heartbreaking. I cannot tell you. It's so sad. And sometimes because of the wrong crowd, young people associate with themselves, they might have ignored their parents. One thing leads to another and then it's drugs and then it's crime. And unfortunately, sometimes their life ends prematurely. There is a greater chance to have a long life, a joyful life, if we obey our parents. And disobedience to our parents is a rebelliousness against God and our parents and the Word of God and the God's church and His fellowship. By nature, all babies are selfish, is that right? Except Jane Hazel, I hope. All children are selfish. Uh, A child has to learn to obey. They cry for more food. They cry to be picked up. They cry because they don't want to sleep. Um, I was talking to my uh, eldest son last night. We were at uh, an engagement party. And my eldest son is nearly 40, isn't he? Yeah, nearly 40. (laughs) And I asked him if I could tell this story. And he said, yeah, go on, Dad. And uh, when uh, Luke was born, Debbie and I thought, geez, this raising the kids is a real easy gig. Um, we had the perfect child. He never cried. You put him in the, in the uh, thing, what do you call it? The thing, the bassinet. And he just stayed there till the morning, never moved. And Luke was very, he was the perfect kid. Uh, but there was one stage, uh, and, and you know, when our friends and family used to say, oh, you know, didn't sleep last night, you know, the kids are getting... I, I, I used to tell them, they don't know how to do it, you know. <laughs> and then we had our second child. <laughs> but I remember there was one time this, with this perfect child, Luke, and uh, he poked his tongue out. 
And uh, Debbie, as the, uh, as the great mother, said, Luke, you shouldn't poke your tongue out, it's rude. And he went, and I piped up and said, mate, it's, it's a bit disrespecting of your parents uh, in, in poking your tongue out. And you know what he did then? <laughs> and we kept on going and went, we're on this side. And then it got to the stage where, and I just thought to myself, it's, it's rebellion. And he wanted to push to see how far he could go. And I didn't disappoint him. But folks, God knows that. He, God, he, he knows that children are rebellious. But he has given parents the responsibility to lead. And so, what do parents do? Secondly, parents are to lovingly train their children. Uh, it says their fathers do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Uh, we know children will be rebels. But under God, it is necessary to train them. And folks, can I also say, just because you're a Christian uh, parent doesn't mean your kids will become Christians. It doesn't necessarily mean that. You look in the scriptures and you see uh, examples of that. David, King David, a man after God's own heart, he didn't give quality time to his sons. He wasn't a good example. And, and as a result, it caused him humongous grief. Ammon raped a girl. His other son, Absalom, wanted David, he wanted his, his father to die so he could inherit the kingdom. It was awful. Some of you might have heard the story of Eli. He had a couple of boys and he refused to discipline them and it brought disgrace. And you know what? It actually brought the downfall of Israel from the training of a parent or the, the non-training of a parent. Esau, Esau, <laughs> Isaac, uh, favoured Esau over Jacob. And that caused a divided home. But what's interesting then, Jacob, he actually favoured Joseph against his sons. Talk about uh, the sin of the fathers repeating. Favouritism often brings up uh, broken relationships in the family. But by the grace of God, but by the grace of God, the cycle of sin can be broken. Parents. And when Paul's talking about fathers, he's talking to parents, do not exasperate. Do you do that? In other words, do, do not, don't be unreasonable. Don't discourage your kids. Don't provoke them to anger. Don't criticise them all the time. Don't blame them and never praise Again, uh, don't show favouritism because kids hate that. And you know what? The chances are they will produce the same sin when they're parents. Mother's love is not a smothering love. Now, children are persons in their own right. Uh, you know, in Jesus' time, children were like slaves. They were exploited. And it was incredible that Jesus said, let the children come to me. He saw them as created in the image of God. And we know he sees parents as their job to encourage and build their children up. They are the future of tomorrow. You know what's really unfortunate? Sometimes, sometimes, parents try to live their lives through their kids. You know what I'm talking about? Things up those people, and I know it's an old movie who have seen that movie, Giant. 
Okay, only the oldies. <laughs> and it's a, it was a classic uh, movie, and this guy, I think Rock Hudson played it, he played uh, Gordon Benedict, and this fella had uh, millions of acres of farmland, of cattle, he was a horseman, and his son, who was three years old, uh, was, uh, he, he started to cry when they put him on a horse. Three years old, mind you. And his father, uh, Gordon Benedict, was so angry. He was, dis- uh, he was disgusted with his son. Because he said that, you know, I rode a horse before I could walk. But I remember these words. He said, I'll tie a saddle around him and I'll make him be a horseman if it's the last thing I do. In fact, we may not say that to our kids, but do we say that with sports? Do we say that to our kids with regards to music? With regards to being the best at school? Paul's saying, build them up. Train them, instruct them in the Lord. Don't instruct them so you might live uh, your life through them. It's the parents' job, not kids' church, not even the youth group. You instruct children as you pray with your kids, as you teach them the word of God, as you give them the example to follow. Not this business about do as I say, not as I do. In fact, can I say, if church is not a priority, hey, it won't be a priority with your kids. If service is not a priority or won't be a priority, you're not coming to church, then it's all be with your kids. If that spirit of generosity is not a priority, it'll be with your kids also. Just as a husband's job is to bring his wife to holiness, and so is the parent's job to bring his children to holiness. Parents, listen to me. Our job is to nourish, cherish, tenderly discipline, Teach an example to follow Jesus. Sometimes we're just interested in the things of life. We want to train them up in the things of life. Paul, the parents must discipline their children when they are rebelling. I know that's not politically correct today. And people will say, well, let the children express themselves. If you discipline them, uh, you, uh, uh, you walk their character. And yet, all, all through Proverbs... Parents, discipline in love and not in anger. We must be fair and consistent. Uh, Some years ago, a youth kid that's still part of our church, and I just asked him, this is, you know, how are you going, how things at home? And you know what he said? I either get away with murder or I get blamed for everything. He's still part of this church, praise God. There's no consistency in that family. You know, bringing up your child in the ways of the Lord may not guarantee your children will become Christians. Children, yes, have their own minds, but in the main, there will be a better chance that they will come to the Lord. Time equals influence. Time equals influence. Love your kids. Pray with your kids. Pray for your kids. Spend time with them. Somebody asked me, uh, do you refer, when I talked about wives submitting to their husbands, do you feel you've got a target behind your back? Well, I feel I'm going to have another target behind my back when I say this. If possible, stay at home. If possible. I know uh, most wives have to work. But if possible, stay at home. You're investing in your kids. 
It is, they are the most valuable thing in your life. Don't be too harsh with them. You drive kids away. You know, a, a study of juvenile delinquency, uh, the police department of Houston, Texas, issued a leaflet uh, containing these 12 rules on how to raise a juvenile delinquent. I want to read them to you and uh, maybe just say a few words. And uh, they're in the front of your news sheet there. Number one. Begin with infancy to give the child everything he wants. In this way, he will grow up to believe the world owes him a living. Number two, when he picks up bad words, laugh at him. This will make him feel cute. It will also encourage him to pick up cuter phrases later. Number three, never give him any spiritual training. Wait till he's 21 and when he can, make, he can decide for himself. As if. Number four, avoid the use of the word wrong. It may develop in the child a guilt complex. This will prepare him to believe that when he is punished later for stirring cars or assaulting women, society is against him and he's being persecuted. Number five, pick up everything after him, his shoes, his socks, his clothes. Do everything for him so that he will be experienced in throwing responsibility to other people. Number six, let him read anything he wants. Have no concern for whatever goes into his mind. Let his mind feast on garbage. Uh, this was uh, written before the times of the internet, and I think uh, the internet uh, could take that place. Now. Number seven, quarrel frequently in the presence of your children. Then they will not be shocked if the home is broken up later. Number eight, give a child all the spending money he wants. Never let him earn his own. I mean, why should he have things as tough as you have them? Number nine, satisfy his every craving for food, drink and comfort. See that every sensual desire is gratified. Denial may lead to harmful frustration. Number 10, always take your child's side against policemen, teachers and neighbours. They are all prejudiced against your child. Number 11, when he gets into trouble, apologise for yourself by saying, I could never do anything with him. And number 12, prepare for a life of grief because you will likely have it. As I was going through those uh, 12, could you tick off any of those? Folks, our children may not always appreciate our counsel, but it does not eliminate our obligation to instruct and encourage them in the Lord. Some of you here this morning might be grandparents. And, and can I say, grandparents uh, can be a great encouragement to their grandchildren. I remember our kids when they were in their early teens, I, I felt sometimes they listened to, to my parents more than they would listen to us. But grandparents uh, can be a great encouragement to their grandchildren. And you can also be an encouragement to your own kids who are having kids. And folks, please remember that your Heavenly Father, He is the perfect example. He deals with us with grace, doesn't He? He deals with us with forgiveness. He is very patient with us, isn't He not? Well folks, one question I'd like to ask what do you want your kids to become? If you had a choice, and you only got to pick one, if you had a choice, 
Would you like your child to be a great athlete, soccer player, cricket player? Would you want your child to be rich with prestigious standing? Would you want your child to be a great academic, a real smart cookie that earns a lot of money? Or would you want your, pers- your child to be a person who loves Jesus? Who would serve and give his life for Jesus and the gospel? Answer that question and you'll know where your heart lies. Folks, if you had to write an honest letter concerning your children, it may not be how I read a criminal, but would that letter be one of regret or one of satisfaction, recognising that no one's perfect, but you did the best you could? Parents, I want to say to parents, or those people who can't have children, I can't imagine your pain, and uh, I know some people have adopted, some people couldn't even do that. But I want to encourage you that you have time and you have the opportunity to be an encouragement to those parents who are struggling, and most parents do struggle. Pray for them, pray for their kids, pray for their, for their parents. And if you are unfortunate enough to not have children, then you have the opportunity to involve yourself in children's ministry. Haley the other day came and she said, we need mature people to be, to be helping out some of those younger people. Parents with younger children, I want to say to you, use your time wisely. You only have a small window of influence for the gospel. Change your priorities to invest in your kids. I know some people say, oh, you know, you know, put God first or not, no, family first and God second. And No, no, no. You put God first because if you put God first, you will, you will put your kids first. And for you parents who have older children, your children may not have ended up as you would have liked. And I want to say to you, don't whip yourself. We all make mistakes in raising kids. You've not given your kids uh, love and time if you've exasperated them, if you try to live your life through them. If you haven't brought up your kids in the ways of the Lord, just come to the Lord with a spirit of forgiveness, asking Him for forgiveness. And even ask your children for forgiveness. Pray with your kids, pray for your kids. Children, if we as children haven't got Christian parents, I want to say you still need to obey and honour them. Even if they don't want you to do something that's right, uh, respectfully tell them why that is the case. God knows your predicament. Pray for your parents. If we as children haven't obeyed or honoured our parents, we should always honour our parents. Always. They may have grown old and senile. Uh, If they are still alive, tell them that you love them. Ask for forgiveness if necessary. And pray for your parents, especially if they don't know the Lord. And if they're dead, if your parents are dead, I've actually encouraged people to write a letter of your love for them and your regret. And for some people, they have found closure in that. If God has blessed you with children, they are a gift, they are a heritage, but they are a responsibility. Love them, give them time, and never stop praying for them.
That's one of the things that Debbie and I always do for our kids. There is always highs and lows in families, uh, whether you're a child or whether you're a family. And as a parent, remember that you were a child once. And remember the difficulties that you faced. But remember your obligation to do your absolute best to bring them up in the ways of the Lord Jesus. That's your job. Thank you, pray. Now, Heavenly Father, we do want to thank you for your grace and your love. And Father, we recognise as uh, parents, uh, we've, we've all failed our children, we've all failed uh, the Lord Jesus. And even as children, we've, we've failed our parents and again we've failed the Lord Jesus. Please uh, help us to be gracious. Where we've made mistakes, Father, give us that ability through your Spirit to fix those areas in our lives where we know it is not helpful. Father, we want to thank you that you have given your world families and we recognise that the strength of the world hinders on the strength of families. And so, Father, bless our families, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.